the undefeated Cookville Lady Cavaliers prepare for a showdown with Lebanon. The Stone Memorial Panthers make a statement in District 73A, while the Warren County Lady Pioneers win their 12th in a row. Welcome into the Thursday night edition of the High School Playbook. I'm your host, Tom Duggan, and plenty to talk about in terms of high school basketball tonight. After all the weather postponements last week, everybody getting back into action around the Upper Cumberland this past Tuesday night. We'll talk to several of our area coaches throughout the program about their Tuesday night's games and, of course, look ahead to what's coming up on Friday night. First of all, let's hit the scoreboard. The Cookville Lady Cavaliers, they stay undefeated now 18-0. Jordan Gillis with 19 points. Cookville over Green Hill in their district opener 60-38 to on Tuesday night. Pickett County in a mild upset of Clark Range as Ella Kate Keesling gets 25 points. Lady Bobcats win it 65-54. to Ellie Butler leads four players in double figures with 13 points as Livingston Academy beats White County 62-55 to down in Sparta. Other girls scores Clay County over Red Boiling Springs 57-45. Upperman down Cumberland County 50-37. It was DeKalb County over Watertown 60-41. Monterey and Jackson County had their girls matchup postponed. Stone Memorial over Macon County 54-52. It was Whitwell over Van Buren County 58-35. Warren County gets their 12th win in a row 64-51 over Shelbyville and York Institute over Oneida 49-30. On the boys side a statement win for the Stone Memorial Panthers. Six players in double figures as Stone Memorial over Macon County, 88-58. to Pickett County ranked number one in the state of Tennessee in the new Associated Press poll this week. They get 24 points from Zach Aminette in a 71-48 district win over Clark Range. Elsewhere, it's Clay County over Red Boiling Springs, 74-45. Green Hill knocks off Cookville, 54-40. Cumberland County gets by Upperman, 58-56. DeKalb County over Watertown, 64-57. Jackson County gets the best of Monterey, 62-43. White County wins at home against Livingston Academy, 71-52. Van Buren County crushes Whitwell, 84-35. It was Shelbyville over Warren County, 58-54. And York Institute over Oneida, 63-52. Let's start off the program this evening talking about those Cookville Lady Cavaliers, now 18-0 and in the season after winning their district opener over Green Hill Tuesday night, 60-38. to Coach Jamie Gillis joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, it seemed like your team came right out of the gate, red hot, took command. You had a 40-19 to lead at the half. Uh, what made you most proud about the, the way the team did get the game started on Tuesday night? Well, we'd had a week off. You know, we hadn't played in a week because we had the the snow cancellation the week before. So I was I was happy the way we came out, and you know, we we did look like we hadn't missed a beat. Um, so they, they, we just came out and played really well defensively. We 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 took we did a good job. You know, you mentioned the snow and the postponement and stuff, and some teams are able to kind of get together and do some things. Some are not. And when your team in your position where you all have been playing some really good basketball and seemed to have a good rhythm going, did it in any way kind of disrupt that rhythm, and did you see any kind of rust? And for that matter, were you able to get together some last week? It it did disrupt our normal routine. You know, we were out of school four days last week, and so, um, of course, we're coming back off over – off of uh, Christmas break so just we're we're trying to get back in that routine and then the the snow kind of messed that up so we didn't practice on Thursday and Friday and then turned around and practiced on Saturday and Sunday which we we hardly ever I don't I don't we never practice on Saturday so it was a little different but you know just trying to get them in the gym and get some shots up and 
so uh, I, it was good Tuesday that we were able to go to school all day and, you know, have our normal routine, have our normal pregame, you know, meal and our JV got to play normal time. So it, it was nice to be back into that normal routine. Has there been anything that you've maybe emphasized a little bit more as your team has gone into district play? Uh, we're just, you know, focusing on the things that we need to work on. We we know that we, we've got to keep um, rebounding the ball well. We've done a good job of that. And defensively, we've, we're holding teams to, you know, low points. And so we, we keep working on that. They, I know if you talk to my team, they, they tell you how much they love working on defense every day because we do. <laughs> but uh, – you know, so we're just we're just right now we're just trying to keep on keeping on. Our our schedule has been really difficult up to this point, and so uh, I feel like that's prepared us to to get ready for district play and, and to move into that. You mentioned defense, and your team likes that. Was it kind of hard to get them to buy into that to start with, or is this a group of players that really has always kind of had that defensive mindset, if you will? Yeah, I mean that's the that's the culture we we've, we've tried to create here since since we've been here, and um, you know this this senior group I have five seniors and that's pretty much all they know you know that that we come out every day and we work hard and you know we get in a defensive stance and we do slides and you know we we guard the ball and you know we we do all those things and so it's kind of just second nature to us now which is great and they I have really really good leadership so it just that's 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 our normal we're speaking with coach Jamie Gillis she's the head basketball coach for the Cookville Lady Cavaliers Coach, when I look at your stat sheets, night in and night out, I see a lot of times different names. And I know Tuesday night you got a great game from Jordan Gillis with 19 points, K.K. Graves with 11. And, you know, a lot of people don't get mentioned on the stat sheet sometimes because most of the time, you know, people talk about points. But do you like the balance offensively that you've got from your squad? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, we talk about it all the time. We'll, we'll go, you know, three or four or five games, and it'll be a different leading scorer um, every game and you know somebody asked one of my players last week well who's your who's your leading scorer and he said well it depends on the night you know <laughs> so um and, and that that's a, that's a great thing for us and and my kids don't really get hung up on that you know it's you know I have six or seven you know kids in the scoring column every night and and you know it's just different kids stepping up and it's, it's just you know it, it's it's really good I know we talked to you a little bit last week about the undefeated start and was it a distraction, stuff like that. This week you get added a ranking by the State Associated Press, number two in the state in the uh, 4A classification. How does your team look at that? And I know you said it's a game-by-game mentality, which is I know what you want as a coach, but when they look at the undefeated record, when they look at the ranking, do they take it all in stride? Are they really proud of that accomplishment? How do they look at it on the whole? proud of it. I mean, it's nice to be recognized for sure. And, you know, and historically Cookville's not been at the top of those, those rankings. And so, you know, I've, I've told my team that, and we're, we're very proud of that and, and, you know, take pride in, in the fact that, you know, people around the state recognize that we're playing good basketball right now. So we, uh, you know, take it in stride and we know that, you know, like you said, we're just, we're just concentrated on that next game. But, um, you know, I, I tell my kids, you know, hold your head up high. You, you've worked hard, and it, it's nice to, to get some recognition for that. Absolutely. It's been a great start to the season. And, you know, you mentioned rankings, things like that, and the next game, well, the next game's going to be Lebanon coming up on Friday night. And, uh, Coach, this is going to be a big one. This this may be the start of a blooming uh, rivalry, if you will, in that district. And uh, what are you looking forward from the Blue Devils coming in on Friday night? Well, Lebanon's very good, and you know they're they're the uh, they were runner up in state last year in 3A, 
and, uh, you know, Corey Barrett's their coach, and he does a, a phenomenal job with them. And so, you know, I, we talk about every every game we've played so far is leading us up to district play, and this is a big one. Um, Lebanon's very good, and it'll be a really good game. And, you know, this is my fifth year at Cookville, and we I've played Lebanon every year. We've not been able to do a, a you know, a doubleheader every year, but we've played them every year, and it's been a battle every single time we've played them. So I, I don't expect Friday night to be any different. Coach Jamie Gillis, our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, we wish you the best of luck. Looking forward to a great game coming up on Friday night. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. The Livingston Academy Wildcats went on the road on Tuesday night down to Sparta to take on a very good White County Warrior team. Came out on the short end of a 71-52 to final score. Livingston head basketball coach Jimmy Miller joining us on the program. Coach, just uh, going back to that Tuesday game, I know right out of the gate, White County just came out storming, red hot it seemed like, and uh, forced you to call a pretty quick timeout. In fact, a couple of timeouts there early in the first quarter. What uh, what was you telling your team at that point uh, to try to maybe stop the bleeding as White County did come out on fire? Uh, they did. They came out and shot the ball very well, but we expected them to in that gym. And the timeouts, you know, um, they were more to, to just calm some nerves. We, we had a you know, we're starting three sophomores right now, and that we, we expected to uh, to have a little bit of nerves early because of the atmosphere. When you go in White County's gym, it's just always, honestly, it's one of my favorite gyms. We used to host our district tournaments there, and I wish we still did. It, it's, it's so enjoyable to play there. It's a loud atmosphere. It was a, a crowded atmosphere, and uh, our guys, it, it was a big game feel. It's the first big game feel some of our younger players had had the chance to experience, and, you know, one of the players that, that we had returning this year that, that have been in those games is Isaac Story, who has, you know, been out due to injury for over a month and is unable to be on the floor. So it really kind of threw those those younger guys to the wolves right off the bat. And White County, in typical fashion, shot the ball extremely well early. We just tried to uh, to, to calm these guys down and, and um, try you know, tried to get a little bit of confidence back where they could go out and defend a little bit better. I don't think we started the game out defending well at all. I think that, you know, they did shoot well, but <laughs> it's a little easier to shoot well when you're 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 scrambling and, and our guys aren't defending the way we should be. Right. Coach, kind of take yourself back to when you were a player. You talk about these sophomores and playing in a big atmosphere. When you're a young player like that, can you go back and kind of describe that feeling of maybe how overwhelming it is or exciting. I know there's adrenaline, but there's got to be butterflies, all that at the same time, it would seem. It is. And and I think, you know, when you coach and as you get older, having played and having been in, in those situations yourself it helps you to be able to relate sometimes. If, if not right in the moment, for sure, afterwards, when you're breaking uh, down film and trying to, to come up with a, a solution to try to get better from that. Those those The thing is, you go into the, with, with the unknown, uh, we haven't been familiar with white county before these these kids never have um so you know they're unfamiliar with the personnel you can watch film on guys like that but until you play them and, and understand and know what to expect with athleticism from Japheth, you know and the, the shooting and scoring ability from paul uh it's it's one of those things where that when they get a little overwhelmed you know they're excited that adrenaline dump and then the confidence goes a lot quicker uh, i think at that age because you you know you're not sure if you're um, should be there or not. You're not sure if you're good enough to be in that game. And I think we, we are, and we have the potential to be, but you know, we have to be a little mentally, uh, we have to mature a little bit mentally before we play them next time. 
Coach, after the kind of initial wave there to start the game for White County, I thought your team settled down really well and uh, really kind of hung in there, played toe-to-toe, didn't give up. I love the scrap of your team in the second half. Hayden Ledbetter gets 13 of his 18 points there in that second half. Were you proud of that effort in the second half and, and just the overall feeling that your team didn't throw in the towel at any point in time? Absolutely. That's the biggest thing. You know, we, we talked about it at halftime. We're down pretty big at half, but we wanted to come out and we definitely did not want to roll over. And, and I have to credit every, every guy we have on our team because these guys give me everything they've got uh, every day at practice. And, you know, every game we go into, uh, we, we, we matched them. I think it was, uh, they, we may have beat them by one point in the, in the second half. I'll have to go back and look. I know it was one point one way or the other. So that, that tells you that we have the ability to compete because neither, Neither of us, you know, really subbed until most uh, till the end of that fourth quarter anyway. So I think we gained some confidence, I think, just by getting in there and getting after it uh, like that. And, and now that we can go back, that's something to build on. You mentioned Isaac's story earlier, and he has missed more than a month of basketball action. Can you kind of give us an update on his status? Uh, we're hoping to get him back really soon. Uh, he, uh, he He's rehabbed well with that knee injury and uh we're fortunate he's blessed that we didn't have that he didn't have to have surgery and uh, he you know trying to to overcome the mental fear i think that you don't really know is there until you get back in the, in the practice floor and start working hard he you know he's not moving like himself yet but that just takes some time it takes some days to to trust that and trust it that uh, your you know your knee and your body's going to be able to hold up but you know like anything else you take five six weeks off you lose that cardio, you lose that timing. So, it, of course, being as young as he is, he should bounce back pretty quick from that. So we're, we're looking to get him back soon. I know he'll be an extra shot of energy for your team in production once he gets back in that lineup. Livingston coach Jimmy Miller joining us by telephone today. Coach, you got Upperman coming up on Friday night, and uh, this, this is always a rivalry game. doesn't matter what anybody's record is or where the circumstances are, be it postseason or regular season or whatever, always a, a good game between Upperman and Livingston can be expected. What do you see of the Bees this year? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think Upperman um, is a problem. I think, uh, you know, I laugh and speak with Coach McWilliams when uh, he talks about maybe having a down year. They're not. They're, they're plenty. <laughs> you look at the scores, they're competing. One thing Upperman is always very good at doing is they're very good at keeping the game and the score where they need it to be to have a chance to win. You can go back and, you know, throughout history with that team, that's something that they do control the pace of the game control the uh, offensive output and uh, you know I think with the rivalry that it's always been with Livingston and Upperman we have to expect definitely to have our hands full Friday night. It's going to be a fun atmosphere always is and folks if you don't have a high school basketball game to call your own and go to personally on Friday night go to Livingston it'll be a lot of fun with Upperman and Livingston. Coach Jimmy Miller has been our guest this morning coach we certainly appreciate the time good luck on Friday. Thank you very much. Welcome back here on the High School Playbook. We're talking with head coach Anthony Lippy of the Warren County Girls Basketball Program. Coach, 16-2 and two on the season, now 1-0 in district play. More, impo- more importantly, you guys have won 12 straight basketball games. Let's go back to Tuesday, beat Shelbyville for the first district win of the season, 64-51. How'd the girls play in that one? How'd they get the win done? Yeah, Shelbyville's tough. You know, they got a, they got a new coach in Kyle Turnham, and he's just doing an awesome job. Uh, they play hard for him, and I knew it wasn't going to be you know, easy. They had they had one of their girls out, uh, which which helped them uh, quite a bit. And 
they gave us a game. I mean, it was a pretty tight game there. It, you know, it's a game of runs, and, and they made some runs. We came out hot. I believe it was 7-0 seven, seven right out of the gate. They call a timeout and come right back and hit a couple threes. Uh, you know, Paige Blackburn for them, number 11, uh, is a heck of a player. And, uh, you know, there were times we lost her and, uh, you know, could have done a better job there. But, but all credit to them, you know, they're, they're good competitors, but we, we found a way to knock down some shots against their zone and put us, put ourselves in a good position to win that game. Coach, want to know in district play now, you've won 12 games in a row, and throughout that 12-game win streak, you beat White County and Tullahoma, the only two losses you have this season, were able to bounce back and beat those two teams during that win streak. Has there been some sort of key during this winning stretch? What's it been for the team? You know, we, we try not to look, uh, you know, at, at the scores and, the, and, 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 and the, the headlines and things like that. You know, ever since I, I came in a year one, that was that's kind of the culture that we built was that, you know, we weren't going to uh, look at the scoreboard and let that dictate how, how we play, uh, good or bad, you know, uh, up 30 or down 30. We were, we were going to have a standard of our own, and we try to live up to that standard. We don't always get there, or we don't always have perfect games, but, uh, but our kids have bought into that, and uh, all credit to them. Um, you know, I just try to steer the ship and lead them in the right direction, and they, they've put in all the work, and I just couldn't be more proud of them. But I think that's, that's sort of the foundation of, of our program and where we've, where we've uh, tried to put ourselves uh, in, in these in these situations to be successful, and um, you know, and then they they stepped up uh, big, like you said, against against Oklahoma and against a really tough uh, White County team. And of course, we also played Lawrence County and York during that stretch, which are you know uh, well known for their programs. And so, uh, yeah, just just trying to put our head down and work. You know, we're we're not where we want to be. Um, you know, by any means, I mean, we want to continue to be competitive and be playing our best basketball in late, in late January, early February, and see what, see what we can do through, through those months to, to uh, you know, do things for our program that haven't been done in a long time. We're talking with head coach Anthony Lippy of the Warren County Girls Basketball Program. Coach, you kind of mentioned that standard. And in terms of the expectations, what did you expect for this season? You still have somewhat of a fairly young group. I mean, you're putting eight sophomores out there on the roster, but you, you pair that with a couple of upperclassmen and a few upperclassmen as well, so a really good balance. But in terms of expectations, how are the girls playing to what you thought they'd be playing like at this point in the season? Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, when the first couple years, it, it's been a process. Uh, you know, first year we won two games, and then last year we won, you know, 12. But but the whole uh, key to it, I think, was building that culture and building that standard and, and just teaching these girls how to be competitive. Uh, once you get them to be competitive, uh, you got to teach them how to, to pull out games and how to win. And so I felt last year, we were a lot more competitive. I thought we took a, a big step in the right direction. I knew going into this year we would have to continue that with, with some experience that would help. Uh, but, but we needed to be able to, uh, now that we were in games, we had to teach them how to win. Uh, and that's a, a challenge in, itself, in itself. And so uh, those, those, those were my expectations, it, it were, were to be as competitive as we could be and try to teach them how to win and, and, and see what we could do and, 
in, in tournaments late in the season and things and, and the Christmas tournaments. And so far, like I said, they, they put in the work. All the credit goes to the girls and, uh, you know, the work they put in day in and day out. What's something that you want to see them or maybe yourself, just the team in general, improve on as district play continues throughout the rest of the year? Yeah, we just, you know, talking about that standard, there's things that we want to clean up. And I told them last night, I said, you know, uh, we're not, we don't want to necessarily be playing our best basketball uh, right now. Uh, We we want to continue each day to get better. and, And I'd like to see our girls grow and, you know, we've not really had a whole lot of success in our program. And, and so another thing I would like to see is, is teaching these girls, you know, how to handle some success because all of this is brand new uh, to them. And like I said, we, we've only had one winning season, and I believe it's 22 years. Um, and so that was, I believe, in back in 2014, it was a 17-15 and 15 record. And so – you know, all of it is a challenge to, to be able to have some success, but then also teaching these, these young ladies how to handle it and how to just put their head down and continue to work. And that's been my biggest challenge is just trying to keep our girls focused and locked into what we're trying to accomplish. Well, you've had the success and obviously on that run right now with 12 straight games and now some time to work because you got Coffee County coming up on Friday. When you look at them, what's something that stands out? I got a chance to see them play Pickett County earlier in the year, and they probably had one of their best offensive games in that game. They're, they're ranked ninth. You guys are ranked 10th. It's going to be a fun matchup, but what's something you expect, and what's a couple of things you guys are working on getting ready for Coffee County on Friday? Yeah, I mean, no, Joe, Joe Pat and, and the Lady Raiders, I mean, they're a heck of a team. They are, you know, year in and year out, and they've built a, a very successful program. And so it it's going to be a huge challenge for us. Um, anytime you're playing Coffee County, it, it's, it's a big matchup, and it's a lot to handle. I mean, uh, you know, to be quite honest, we don't really match up with them very well. Uh, they're, they're a lot bigger uh, than us in the post, and they've even got some girls that uh, – they can play down low and outside with, with some size. Um, and, and so it's not going to be uh, easy whatsoever. And uh, so we'll, we'll have our hands full. Uh, but, again, we just want to come out and give our, our, our best punch and, and, and just be as, as competitive as we can, you know, be in the game in the fourth quarter and see who wants it, who wants it more late. That's head coach Anthony Lippy with the Warren County Girls Basketball Program. 16-2, 1-0 in district play. They've got a big district game coming up on Friday against Coffee County. Coach, we appreciate the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's jump back and talk about one of those games we mentioned a few moments ago. Stone Memorial with a big 88-58 win in boys' action over Macon County on Tuesday night. Panthers head coach Neil Caps joining us on the high school playbook. Coach Caps. A big 30-point win, and in light of the fact that, you know, we've had these weather postponements, uh, holiday tournaments and breaks and stuff like that, teams sometimes still trying to find their rhythm. Uh, A 30-point win, always impressive. But uh, talking to you just a few moments ago before we went on the air, you mentioned that your team came out a little slow on Tuesday night. We did. Defensively, we we were a little slow. Uh, you know, you can um, you can spend all the time you want to in practice or in meetings talking about the urgency, the sense of urgency you have to have um, uh, defensively and the, the, the tone that it sets defensively when you come out locked in. And um, I think some of our guys, uh, after having, you know, a little snow break and sitting around all weekend, um, we got a little lethargic, may have looked at uh, Macon County's schedule and thought, hey, we might have us an easy game here. 
and maybe I think we got off to a slow start. But we we were able to lock in. We we uh, we started defending a little bit better, and and uh, we uh, we started making a few shots, and I think that always helps. But uh, Coach Bandy is is doing a really good job at, with Macon County. Uh, they got a you know they they made they really competed hard uh, uh, themselves. They they created some issues for us uh, early in the game defensively, and um, we didn't take care of the ball and didn't value the ball the way we should kept giving them opportunities but second half we we made some nice adjustments defensively the boys the boys started competing better we started executing executing defensively and letting our defense create some offense for us and we got got we're able to get out in a little bit of transition and uh i think that's where we uh we found some success uh it was in the transition transition game getting some easy looks and um, so, uh, I was, I was really tickled with the effort, um, you know, slow start, but there, there is to be expected when you, with a little layoff, but, uh, we finished strong and I was tickled with it. Coach, I believe in every conversation I've had with you, you're always emphasizing defense. I, I want to ask you a question because a lot of kids these days, they watch college basketball, they watch the NBA pro basketball, I would say in particular, you see the offense being glorified so much. How hard as a coach is it to get your players really to, to buy into a defense-first mentality and teaching them that that will help generate that offense? Well, I've been told that I've been coaching for 22 years, and the one thing I've been told by a lot of coaches, I, I listen to a lot of coaches that's been in, it to it, been in coaching a lot longer than I have, you don't get what you coach, you get what you demand. And um, I try to really demand the focus on, to, uh, on defense because you are not going to win many games. Uh, yes, offense sells tickets. There's no question. Uh, but, but notice in every championship game, oh, NCAA championship, pro cha- NBA championship, you're always going to see in those championship games or the final fours or playoff games, defense rules. Defense is always going to play. Uh, defense is what wins championships. You know, you've got to be able to defend and rebound. And I, t- and that goes along. I tell my kids, you can play the greatest defensive possession that you want. If you don't finish it with a great two-handed rebound, it doesn't matter. They're just going to keep tipping it around, tipping it around, uh, and getting, uh, there's no better offense that you can run than an offensive rebound. You get to start an offense from two feet away from your rim. So uh, it's something, yes, you know, with all our social media and all the availability to videos and, you know, uh, uh, ball is life videos, overtime videos these kids watch, uh, they never show a great defensive stance or a kid (laughs) diving on the floor uh, or a kid taking a charge. They always show kids hitting threes, multiple threes, dunks, great moves. Uh, And it is. You are 100% correct. Sometimes it, uh, it is hard. Uh, to get a kid to focus on uh, playing great defense, team defense, selling out on the defensive end to, to take charges, to dive on the floor, to pull a two-hand rebound, to block out, you know. Um, but, you know, it's it's a process, though. It's it's not going to happen overnight. It, 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 it doesn't happen after 10 games. It, it's a it's it's a culture. You got to have it built in your culture. We played Knox Fulton a few years ago, a few weeks ago in a championship of a Christmas tournament, and they defend as if their their meal ticket rides on it. That they think they won't they won't get to they'll have to walk home if they don't defend. And that's the way Coach Wright at Fulton has done for years. That's their culture is is high pressure defense. 
So that's it. We just we try to establish it in our culture. We got you know to to be a great defensive team, and you know we're not great yet, but we're trying to get there, and we're going to keep working at it. Coach Neil Caps of the Stone Memorial Panthers, our guest today on the High School Playbook. Coach, five players in double figures in the game on Tuesday night. Cade Caps leading the way with twenty-two points. How much do you enjoy seeing that balance scoring the basketball from your team? I love it. Love it. We actually had six. We had a we had one with twenty two, one with thirteen, one with twelve, two with eleven, and one with ten. Um, I was that's as a co- that's a coach's dream. I don't let anybody fool you on that one. That is a hundred percent a coach's dream when you have that kind of balance. It's hard to guard. It's it's terribly hard to guard uh, when you you can't just focus on one kid. Um, we had kids, we were, we scored in a lot of different areas last night. We were able to hit the, obviously we hit 12 threes last night. We were able to, to, to spread the floor, uh, draw the defense out. Then we were able to get downhill. Uh, we had kids getting to the rim. We had kids drawing and dumping for, for easy layups around the rim. So, you know, that as a, as a coach, there's no question that, that you can't ask for anything better when you've got, when you've got that many kids scoring in double figures and we had other kids we had three or four more other kids that had four or two or or three so yeah you um you're going to be you're going to win a lot of ball games when you get that kind of balance stone memorial playing some really good basketball right now winners of six of their last seven coach neil caps of the panther boys basketball program our guest on the high school playbook coach thank you for the time good luck saturday night against warren county Tom, thank you so much, and again, we appreciate all the things you guys do for local Upper Cumberland sports. Let's talk some Cumberland County Lady Gents basketball. Coach Kim Cram Torres, our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, let's go back to Tuesday night to kind of start things off as uh, your team steps back into district play, makes the trip to Baxter to take on Upperman. Final score, 51-37, but Coach, I don't think that may have indicated how close this game was most of the way, it seemed like you held pretty close to Upperman for most of the night. Was that the case? Yeah, I think so. You know, we, we really um, played well for about three quarters. I, I think that third quarter really was disappointing uh, for us. You just can't, you can't win in the Upper Cumberland by scoring three points in a quarter. You just can't do it. Um, and so, but we were tough. I mean, Upperman was tougher. Their clutch players made the, the shots that they needed to make coming out of halftime. What was it in the third period? Was it something maybe they adjusted defensively or just did the shooting go cold, a combination of the both? What happened there in that third quarter? I, I tell you what, I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, obviously, I think Upperman came out. They had a really great sense of urgency about them. Um, we came out with, with the ball. You know, we, we, we started the, the quarter with the ball, and – we got we got four great opportunities to to tie it up because we went in at halftime down two, and you know you can't go over four to start a quarter. And so um, they were tougher. Um, we weren't tough enough. Coach, coming into that game, you were very busy through the Christmas break playing some tournaments. Did quite well, in fact, down at Tampa. But in the last week, we've had the weather and everything kind of wreak havoc on school, the regular schedules, postponing games. Did you feel like your team felt any effects from that at all whatsoever? No, I, I don't. You know, I, I, don't think, I don't think that last night was a result of any of that. I think we had plenty of time to prepare. I think we were very prepared. I think we still had a lot of momentum from Tampa. Um, 
you know, I, I just don't think that, that we shot the ball particularly well. We kind of had that same thing happen against Clark Range. Um, you know, it's, it would be easy to point the finger and say, oh, well, you know, we got out of a routine because of the snow day, but, but I don't think so. You know, I, I think that we played hard. We competed. Um, we just couldn't, we just couldn't see the ball go through the net. Coach, I do want to kind of go back to the Christmas tournaments and just talk about what your team did well during that stretch run. What did you come away with that you were really proud of from your team? Oh, I was really happy with their mindset. You know, since we've kind of come in, we've really talked about we got to be tougher. We have to have a tougher mindset. Um, the Upper Cumberland is a tough place to compete. Every team is tough. We have to be mentally tough, and that's something we re- have really – you know, banged over their heads. And I thought that in Tampa, we kind of did that. We kind of turned that page and, and we were more tough minded. And so that was something that was really exciting to see, to see them take those steps forward. And I thought that coming back out of Tampa, playing Clark Range, and then of course playing Livingston last night, I think that we did show that toughness. It's just not the toughness for four quarters that that's missing now. And so it steps forward. Um, I'm a pretty impatient person, so it, you know I wish we were taking those steps a little faster. Coach, who were some players that stood out for your team in Tuesday night's game with Upperman? You know, I thought that um, Aaliyah Hawkins, who's a freshman, I think she really competed hard. She comes off the bench for us. Um, she really embraced um, playing against Upperman's, Upperman's guards, really embraced the challenge played without any pressure, um, you know, got to the basket, made some big free throws, um, made the right decisions as a young guard. Abby Houston shot the ball um, pretty well, probably should have gotten her, you know, more looks, but she competed really hard as well. I think that those two um, did a lot of uh, positive things for us. We're speaking with Coach Kim Cram-Torres. She is the head basketball coach of the Cumberland County Lady Jets here on the High School Playbook. Coach, a lot of folks right now are dealing with illness, injury, so much sickness going around, COVID kind of rearing its head again. The flu is out there. And, of course, when we get this uh, wacky Tennessee weather that we all know and love, it seems to even common colds and things like that. Are you having any issues with illness and injury that you're having to deal with? You know, uh, we had gotten hit kind of hard with with all of that that you mentioned. We had some flu. We had some COVID. We had family members with COVID. We had some injuries. We had really battled through that going into Christmas. So when, when the break hit, we almost were like, phew, you know, we made it through that part. We just need to get healthy. And so coming out of Christmas, we've been fortunate and we've probably been healthier um, right now than we were before. So that's been really good. But now that I said that, I probably jinxed myself. So, um, <laughs> You know, I'm not real sure how it's going to look uh, later in the week. I, I Somebody started talking about um, the forecast and possibly getting snow this weekend. And so, you know, but that's just part of it. You know, I'm from California, so when I, I moved here eight years ago, I was like, snow day, postponement, <laughs> you know, what's that about? Um, but you just kind of roll with it. What I've learned is you kind of know that it's coming. You have to allow space in your schedule to make those games up. And you have to be prepared, and that's just part of the mental aspect of all of it.
Absolutely. Coach, you got back-to-back games Friday and Saturday, one of those uh, a makeup game, and we're going to say weather permitting and uh, hope that ugly four-letter word don't rear its head again. But DeKalb County on Friday, and then you turn around, you see Clark Range again, a team you just saw a week ago. What are you looking right. for from your team coming up in these back-to-backs this weekend? Well, DeKalb's going to be really tough. They've got some really good players. Um, you know, defensively, you know, we've gotten a lot better, and we're really doing some nice things. Um, offensively, we've really got to shoot the ball better. That's something that's haunted us a little bit. Um, and so that's a concern of mine because the Cavs not going to miss shots. They've got some really good tools. Um, and so that's going to be a big deal. Um, and then obviously you go to Clark Range. That's a tough place to play, uh, to walk into. Um, and, uh, you know, I know that we really want to get both of those wins so we've got a lot of preparing to do for two games back to back so we've got a busy couple days coming up coach kim cram torres our guest on the high school playbook uh, the cumberland county lady jets going to be very busy this weekend coach we wish you the best of luck in both games coming up friday and saturday i appreciate it let's talk some monterey basketball as boys hit basketball <laughs> coach linus martin joining us via telephone on the high school playbook coach good to have you with us uh, going back to tuesday night uh, go on the road, you open the district, the loss to Jackson County. But, Coach, predating that, it's been almost three weeks since your team had been on the basketball court in a regular season game. Was any rust kind of evident from the long layoff there? Uh, yeah, I mean, we hadn't played since December 22nd. And the, and the sad part about it probably was I thought we were playing pretty good when we left uh, Clinton County Tournament. Uh, we had played really well. We had played hard, got after it. Uh, kids were starting to turn the corner, and then you get a layoff. You know, you're not playing after Christmas because we didn't. And then we come back to school, and we're going to play Bledsoe on that Tuesday coming back. And Smith was that weekend. And uh, don't get either one of those in, and that kind of hurt. And then we are probably playing one of the top two teams in the district, Jackson and in York. If you look at it, I think Jackson's ranked second in the Upper Cumberland. York's like third or fourth, think fourth last time I seen some. So you got two extremely talented teams, and we get them right off the bat. Start sluggish, get down, uh, make a big run in the second quarter, get it tied. I think they get last shot at halftime, hit a tip in or something, and go up four. And I'm pleased where we're at in that situation. I didn't think we played great. Jackson's a pretty predominant man-to-man team, and we got them out of man. They come out in the third quarter and went 1-3-1, a little 1-2-2, full court. Stuff I didn't think it would really bother us. Boy, it did. It really uh, it really bothered us. It really frustrated us. We didn't do a very good job off the top with our guards. The two things coming into that game, I thought, whether well, there's three, don't let Monet hit threes. And he hit four or five in the first half. We didn't do a good job of guarding him. But with all that said, we were still down four. But then coming out, I said, hey, man, Going in the game, can't give up offensive rebounds. That was probably number one. Second was don't give up easy points. Make Jackson earn it, you know, outside the color. Well, the problem is we did a great job throughout the game other than that stretch of third quarter throwing the ball away against that one three one man, and I just couldn't figure out what why we were doing it. It was lazy passes, wasn't efficient, wasn't ball fakes, wasn't good stuff. That led to all easy points, you know, and they got ahead by about 10. Called timeout. I got frustrated a few kids. I sat them. We rode it out, and it stayed 10-12, whatever, and I think it ended up about 18-19, something at the end of the game. Take that stretch out. You know, those are things we can work on. We missed, I don't know that we hit hardly any outside shots all night. God, we took a ton of them, too. 
got to be better with the ball, taking care of the ball. It's not a good first game you want to come back and play them, but hey, you got to play them at some point. So, and, you know, it was good to get on the floor and finally play a game, though. Monterey coach Linus Martin, our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, the Tuesday night's game against Jackson County, the first of four games in a row you've got on the road. And again, coming off that uh, three-week layoff, tough stretch of basketball games. What are some things you want to kind of get your team back focused on as you do get back into a regular routine? Uh, number one is just taking care of the ball, just playing with a sense of urgency, uh, just just giving it everything you got. I mean, I just see so many times we take plays off by certain individuals or mine's not right in the game. Uh, and those plays off or those like, like the days ago moments, you know, catch you at the wrong time with teams and stuff. And it, it don't take but a four or six oh run or eight oh run and, you're behind. We're, you know, we're not the greatest offensive team. Usually we do a pretty good job defensively. Uh, we struggle to shoot at times. We struggle to do a lot of things at times, but you know, you just kind of find a balance with different kids getting an opportunity to play. And last night it just didn't happen, but you know, maybe that leads good to the next game. Just trying to carry it over. That's going to be a huge game Friday night for us going to Sequatchie to win because you know, us, Sequatchie and Bledsoe are probably the team's pick third, fourth, and fifth. You really want to stay out of that four or five game at some point. And if you can take care of playing those two teams and go four and oh, that helps your chances, you know, down the road. So if we can go down there, I think it get us back on track with a big district win and kind of see where we go from there you're kind of familiar from sequatchie county with sequatchie county from your days at DeKalb county seeing them in region from time to time what do you know about them this year is it a similar type team as you've seen before uh new coach uh don't know much about them i've seen them on film a little bit i actually got two films a while ago uh, you sometimes you try to find teams with similarities to you talent-wise and stuff like that, so you can kind of get a better idea on film what you're going against and stuff. They got a kid that can shoot it. They got another forward kid. Uh, they're probably similar to us. Probably two pretty close teams uh, the way we've played lately and stuff. So it'll be a battle. I mean, team at home's probably got the advantage, so they probably need to take care of home court, and we need to go down there and steal one and. I do, you know, I think those things put you going in the right direction. You're figuring out how to win and stuff like that. So we'll see where where it is. It's never easy to go to Sequatchie and play, I can tell you that. Top stretch of games coming up, certainly for Monterey, as we mentioned, at Sequatchie County Friday. Then uh, Saturday night, turn around, go to Smith County next Tuesday at York Institute. Coach Linus Martin of the Monterey Wildcats are guests today on the high school playbook. Coach, thank you for the time. Good luck to you on Friday night. We're going to need it, Tom, and I appreciate everything you do for high school basketball, buddy. Thank you. Gabby Beatty scores 13 points for the York Institute Dragonettes, who got a win over Oneida 49-30 to this past Tuesday night to get uh, their 10th win of the season. Coach Mike Johnson joining us on the high school playbook. Coach, it's been a kind of a bizarre schedule for your Dragonettes. You had three games scheduled at the uh, Sonic Shootout. You only got a chance to play one of those games. Then uh, you come back, you play Cookville, then snow sets in, all of that. How important was it for you to see your team play well on this past Tuesday night against Oneida? Well, it was their second game since before Christmas. So, uh, you know, been a fairly lengthy uh, time span of not actually getting uh, game time. But uh, we played Cookville, I believe, last Tuesday. Effort was great. Uh, just you go eleven for twenty-two from the line and miss uh, probably seven or eight contested shots in the paint that a high school player needs to make. 
it's hard to beat a team that's undefeated, uh, but was really pleased with their effort there. And uh, they followed that up last night with uh, another great effort, Mike. And, uh, you know, it was a good win for us. Coach, who were some of the players that really stepped up in that game for you Tuesday night? Well, I mean, Gabby had, I think, 13. Lacey had 11. Uh, hit several. Hit a couple threes for us. Uh, Reese played, uh, only had five points, but uh, distributed the ball extremely well. And uh, her and Gabby did a good job defensively on the Pike kid. Uh, and all of our kids did good things last night, especially on the defensive end. Um, you know, they tried to take the air out of it a little bit. Uh, but, you know, we just uh, played good D, solid D, and uh, paid off in the end. Coach Mike Johnson of the York Institute Dragon Ants, our guest on the high school playbook. Coach, how difficult is it when you've kind of had that uneven, unbalanced schedule with everything that went on? I know it had to be frustrating to only get one game out of the Sonic shootout then with the weather and all that. How difficult is it really to kind of keep your team both mentally and physically prepared for, you know, when you get back into regular basketball action? Well, it's not easy, that's for sure, but, uh, you know, just try to stress, control the things that you can control. Uh, you know, the two games we missed at the Sonic Shootout were out of our control. Uh, the weather's out of our control, but all we can do is uh, work on getting better every day and take advantage of the opportunities as they come to us. On the injury and illness front, I know there's a lot of illness floating around right now. Are you in pretty good shape when it, in terms of being able to avoid some of that illness and, and the injuries that kind of will, you know, nick you this time of year? Uh, you know, we've had our share of the flu and, uh, you know, the, the other stuff. But, uh, you know, injury-wise, we Emily Doss was out for a couple weeks with a high ankle sprain, but... Uh, Knock on wood, everybody's uh, for this time of season. And that's one good thing, I guess, with the uh, sparsity of games. Uh, we've been able to, uh, for this point in the year, stay pretty healthy. Friday night, your team finally opens district play after a couple of postponements. You'll get Jackson County on the road coming up on Friday night. What do you see from the Lady Blue Devils, Coach, and uh, what do you want to see from your team as they open district play? Well, uh, I know Jackson County is going to be well coached, and uh, you know they're going to give us everything they've got. I just want us to go out, play with great effort, defend extremely well, and uh, you know hopefully knock down some open looks if we get them. But uh, defense and effort, uh, those are the things that we have to have every single game going forward. Big stretch coming up for the York Institute Dragon Ants. It starts again Friday night at Jackson County. District games with Sequatchie County and Monterey and Bledsoe County all coming up within the uh, next uh, week or so. Coach Mike Johnson of the York Institute Dragon Ants, our guest on the High School Playbook. Coach, as always, thank you for a few minutes of your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Plenty of games coming up around the Upper Cumberland on Friday night. Clark Rain steps out of district to host Wartburg. Clay County will travel over to take on Gordonsville. Cookville, we talked all about that girls' matchup with Lepton, a key game for the boys as well as they welcome in the Blue Devils. DeKalb County will head over to Crossville to take on Cumberland County. York Institute and Jackson County, that could be a very good boys' game with Jackson County ranked number three in the state in the 2A classification. 
Big district rivalry games up in Livingston Friday as Livingston will host Upperman. Monterey still looking for their first district wins as they travel down to Sequatchie County. Pickett County hits the road to take on Red Boiling Springs. Bledsoe County will be at Van Buren County. Coffee County on the road at Warren County. And White County will visit Lafayette to take on Macon County. Of course, tune in Saturday morning at 9 a.m. to Rock 93.7 as we'll go back and recap all of Friday night's action. Coach and player interviews and much more with the Saturday morning edition of the high school playbook from chick-fil-a on interstate drive in cookville until then for the high school playbook i'm tom duggan